and welcome everyone to another episode of Weekly Game Chat. I'm your host Chris, as always joined by my co-host Sean. Hey, candles are pretty. Yes, they are. <laughs> Especially when they're blowing in the wind. Yeah, whoa. Okay. Someone went to this week. <laughs> yeah, they did. Yeah. Uh, and John. Is this thing on? It is. It is. Well then, hello. Hey. Hi. Um, What's going on? Gotta say it. Got to. Don't be a <laughs> oh, He went obnoxious. That's what. That's the way I always do. Uh, I know. In fairness, Sean, just, it's consistent. When yes. a man makes out with his sister. When a ma- Oh, sorry. What does he say? Go dogs. Roll die. <laughs> um, to be fair, my buddy uh, Bobby, who's a big uh, Georgia fan, sell or dealt with it by just trolling Alabama fans like by saying like things like Lee County ain't gonna have a Ford Taurus without a Bama sticker on its car tomorrow and things like that and I was like that's a good way to deal with grief right there just troll us and tell us how how poor we are yeah it's probably (laughs) fine um yeah hey you gave it your best shot your team showed up we did you probably should have won that game um there's this guy every week uh, I don't know if you guys watch it or even pay attention to it. It's uh, how Alabama fans watch the SEC, whatever. Jermaine Funny Man Johnson? Yeah. Okay, yeah, that guy. He that always way. calls out a team mm-hmm. for a struggle win, quote-unquote. What he calls a struggle win. For sure. Yeah. Oh, he, yeah. He didn't call this out. Well, he's he did not, not. He's not he going to. That's he it, because he's a homer. He has before. Yeah. yeah. He goes, struggle win, but he didn't do it. But well, I think he was, he was too focused celebrating for uh, – for Jalen, but when uh, <laughs> I don't know which one of you had the the argument of Jalen staying, Jalen's going, yeah. But Jalen's decision to wait and stick this out, great uh, thing ever. When everybody, anybody else would have done that, turned him into a god. Oh yeah, that yeah. Night. The, the he story, turned into a god that night. The story of Jalen, you want to see it play out like that. Mm-hmm. You want it to stay on Jalen and and showing character and and staying through through a situation. Um, I, I heard a lot of sports pundits. Um, for some of you that are listening, you're not going to understand who this next person I'm about to say is. But Kelly Bryant was a quarterback for Clemson, and he transferred out because in college football, it's kind of almost turned into the equivalent of free agency. You can kind of transfer when you want and play immediately, and almost it's like at least a, for this year, it's like pick a school, right? Um, but, but Jalen's sticking it out and whatever he ends up doing, I mean, it's cool. It was, it was crazy to see it play out like that mm-hmm. considering how it literally, the last time we played Georgia, it was the complete opposite. It was a reversed kind of situation. And look, I don't know. It was, I didn't get to see a lot of the game. I got to see, believe it or not, the start. I saw the start of the fourth quarter downstairs in the lobby at the hotel. Mm-hmm. And then I, I, when I, by the time we get up to the room and everything, I get to see basically the the go ahead the the drive where he converted three times on third down. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw Georgia do the fake punt, and then I saw us do the thing we did. So yeah, to me that's all I needed to see. That was the best part of the game. You had that? the easy part because <laughs> Sean was talking to us like the majority of the time, and we were just we were going through hell. Like I, I have no problem saying this, Blake. In, in all truthfulness, we probably shouldn't have won that game. They're like you guys owned us for about two and a half to three quarters of that game, and then all of a sudden we finally figured it out. Well, it's not a, it's not even a matter of figuring out. 
necessarily when you last year when you change quarterbacks mm-hmm. just like this year when you change quarterbacks you completely change the tempo of the game and Georgia couldn't hack it yeah they couldn't keep up with it yeah because Jalen's behind the line of scrimmage running all over the place like always and nobody can catch him yeah nobody can tackle him it, uh... people are tripping falling over themselves and I know this this is going to sound bad I don't mean this to sound bad but I'm glad it was Alabama Mm-hmm. That hurt Tua instead of Georgia. I think that would have played out really badly. To be had, fair, had, you guys had, hurt him earlier when well, you hit him. Well, no. we tackled him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I know. Yeah. I know what you're saying, and I don't yeah. think that's bad at all. No. It, what I was going to say, is, Georgia hasn't re- like, dude. Uh, when we when when Alabama, I was going to say when we, but when Alabama would play like Johnny Menzel or Cam oh, Newton, and you just see the running quarterback, like your defense is spot on mm-hmm. in coverage. And then the quarterback has legs, and they're gone. <laughs> Your hair—you pull it out until you have any, you have none left. And it's when we got when Bama got Jalen, it was a thing like, oh, okay, we got us a guy who can. His first throw, one of his first throws in that USC game, was a bomb down the field. So we're thinking early on, we got a guy who can throw and run, and he's, he's like, got maybe, an arm. Maybe, maybe he, he just his reads were a little off. Yeah. But maybe he's the next like quote unquote Cam Newton, if you will. Um, Georgia's yeah. got one in the pocket though. Your your backup quarterback that comes in, uh, they're going to open up the playbook for him a little bit more. I know it's going to be harder when you when if you have he a, stays when you have a perform right if he stays. Yeah. But when you have a performance like Jake Fromm had, um, Chris alluded to the fact that I'm I'm on I'm traveling, so I'm having to listen to the radio, and I'm it just so happens I'm going across Middle Georgia. <laughs> That's uh, funny. Guess what radio stations I find. Uh, <laughs> the I hate Alabama. Let's go Georgia stations. That's where we live. <laughs> there is no Eli Gold where you. Uh, I, I know. So uh, on my end, get Eli Gold. <laughs> they. Uh, I don't think I want to listen to Georgia radio anymore. <laughs> I can understand that. Yeah, but it was it was it was crazy, man. It look it going it go, before the game. Everybody said, "Let's hope for a good game." Right, win or lose, let's hope for a good game. That happened. Right, that was a good game. Um, but great th- game, but then then it sucks if you're on the other end, and I get it. But at the same time, I feel like I don't know. I, this could be just me hearing things that and, and just filtering it out. That night, Georgia earned the respect they've been fighting for all season. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. They, they, I didn't. I feel like people have been kind of writing them off, and it's just know. that they were most people were expecting a drop this year because they had so many pieces to <laughs> replace. It's like everyone's expecting them next year. Oh, I'll they're do, supposed to be the team what, next year. Check it out. They don't lose anybody. No. That's that's kind of what I was thinking. It, it's a little bit too poetic and all that, but I, watching that game, the team that lost mm-hmm. looks like the team of the future, and the team that won looks like it's sort of in its twilight. <laughs> do we do we tell them that I, two and all no, those wide receivers are coming I, back next year? It, it, if you if you view the game that way, I, I completely understand. That it. was not supposed to be a competitive statement, yeah, so yeah. try not to turn it into it. Yeah, I just I just meant that. I don't know. From As, aside like from it, that fake punt, I mean, <laughs> whatever. That well, was. I respect Kirby. Um, he, he I comes, think that was a moment where he wanted to beat his mentor. I, th- I want to show him. Pot, well, I want to show him you, up. And I think it was just. I think he was remembering, you know, for instance, like the 2015 national championship where he was there when Nick Saban called an onside kick <laughs> in the middle of the third quarter and it completely, I no. mean, that was a deciding factor for us being Clemson. That That's year. not what he, I actually listened and he said, no, no, what happens is um, we felt like 
we didn't, I guess the way he said it was kind of more so like they didn't play to win or finish out possibly the national mm-hmm. championship game. They got kind of, they let the moment get the best of them. And yeah. this was his way to say, no, we're taking the moment. And both coaches, Nick Saban and Kirby Smart said on the play, when they lined up, uh, Swift, what was open, he was the go-to guy. He did not have a hat on him. And it took the, the snapper didn't snap it fast enough. Yeah. Otherwise he's wide open. It easily gets the first down. And with the way he had been running, it's kind of funny that his name's Swift because he's really fast as well. That, that might have been the complete game changer. So he stood behind it. Mm-hmm. He said it was coach Saban said we did not, we did never see that on film. So that was supposed to be a pass play. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. what I thought. Well, but, but another oh, tip though, was there. one of my, my best friends is a Georgia mm-hmm. fan. He goes, but the tip on that play, mm-hmm. like anybody could see that that quarterback is in and then Swift is there. They're never in that formation. No. It should have been the moment they started to react and they didn't get off quick, they should have just called a timeout. And then they should have decided, are we going for it or, or are we, you know, playing this away? Are we going to be, uh, yeah, because yeah. if we, if we get a good punt off, they got to go the whole field mm-hmm. and, you know, was it about a minute and a half, two minutes at the most or whatever it was at the time. And I, I don't know. It, yeah. It was a, what I got to see was I could tell it was a great game. Um, it's it's I, now we look forward to the playoffs and playoffs, and we'll see what I happens really there. I really don't look forward to Kyler Murray. I'm not worried about that defense, but just as you were talking about, if there's one quarterback this year who can scramble and throw bullets downfield, it's yeah. Kyler Mar- yeah. Murray, and you know? he's shown it. Yeah, so um, that will be fun to try to figure out for a half. It's also fun that Penny has that toy. Yeah, right now she's getting down. Is that a new toy? It looks like no, nah. uh, no. That's her favorite toy right there. She's had that forever. It looks like it's just she really wants to squeak it, Penny. That's poor Penny. <laughs> poor Penny can't. Hey, have I any know fun. you don't know Christmas is coming, Penny, because Chris doesn't have any sort of decor up. But best of us for the rest of us. Beats <laughs> a strange. John, do y'all have y'all's Christmas tree up yet? Mm-mm. No, and there's a reason behind that. We have cats. Oh yeah, that makes sense, dude. So we wait to the last minute. The last spot, I, but I did <laughs> see something funny. And I thought about my cat having friends. It was a tree where with a cage around it. No, oh. half the tree's gone. <laughs> it's a tree for cat people, and it's one big like stand that goes way up, and then up here is the the tree where you hang up your ornaments. <laughs> I could. I, we've had cats at Christmas time, and you're right. They come through, and they just the they ornaments. Don't care. The ornaments they're are obsessed. they're the greatest things ever for cats at Christmas. Cause you, we just, do, you, do you decorate anything else at Christmas? I've never been by your house to notice it at night. Like lights or anything? Because that would be creepy. I can tell you, <laughs> you and Jeff are the ones that I know that like go the most all out. Like you, I Clark Griswold. It. I have, I have before, not so much on this on well, this other house. Beautiful it's, it's clock. Tall. It's let me, tall. yeah, let me say, let me rephrase that. I would say Jeff, not on the outside, but like when I walked into his place on Saturday, it was like uh, from the week before. I was like, oh, Christmas has arrived in yeah. in yeah. this household. We decorate the house. And whenever I nutcracker, sorry, go ahead. when I go to his house on. Uh, <clears throat> On Christmas Eve every year, it's 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 about all I need to get me through a year. I would say. <laughs> I don't know That's if I could funny. do that for for does a that, whole month. Does that, does that reference eggnog or? <laughs> no, no, it's just there's a lot. There's a lot. Yeah. Alcohol? No, no, Christmas. no, 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 Christmas, Christmas. A yeah. lot, oh, a lot of Christmas. Okay. Yeah, just, like just Christmas, dude. And I think of him going to Jeff's house and drinking beer. Nah. So, yeah. Nah. 
No, 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 no. It was it, with Jeff's like they they go all out. They got the the tree and 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 the you <laughs> they know. got presents and candy canes. Wow, and, that's and, <laughs> and garland. And, it's just like all of a sudden the decorations. Is this the North everywhere. Pole? <laughs> They've changed. I'm like, oh, and I'm like, that's right. The same. Yeah, you know, Jeff really loves Christmas and all of them. Him and his wife. And, well, so speaking of speaking of Christmas, John and I were talking on the way in. Uh, we've got just what a few more shows before the big Christmas music spectacular. Two more after this week. Yeah, so we got this show and then two more. Uh, then you'll hear mostly Chris introduce songs. Yeah, I think my plan is to see how drunk I can get doing that. <laughs> <laughs> Please wait, like, but normally, I mean, when you edit a show like that, you know, in, as you listen to the radio and somebody says, and now the next song is this. The song plays, and you want to think that the person's sitting there waiting for that song to end, where in reality, they have software pulled up and they're dro- dra- dropping and dragging songs yeah. to kind of match. But Chris is going to, for you, possibly continually drink. <laughs> I think this next song. I think, I think you should from... continually drink and then sing the songs <laughs> instead of, or hum that. Silent night. <laughs> this is around Assassin's Creed. Holy night. Oh, Assassin's Creed. It's probably really depressing. Y'all enjoy. <laughs> <laughs> kind of like, kind of like the last five months. What? What happened? Is he was, he's like, going like he just starts giving himself therapy. <laughs> this is his drunk uncle depression show. That's going to be, be terrible. That's going to be fantastic. I don't know. I, some, I want to go back and, and listen we to, the, go back. to the drunk episode. There's a, there's a sentence <clears throat> where Chris is a little bit on the inebriated side. He's, he's really getting to that point. And he's talking, and he forgets to finish the <laughs> sentence by saying the last word. It's just, just, really just, funny. Just trail he, off. He he trails off, but he says it later. He like like he waits a second, then he goes. Then he says the last word. People are going to hate you for doing that. <laughs> That's why I turn it down. You uh, turn you down? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm smart. Uh... <laughs> I know what I'm doing. <laughs> I executive produced this thing. I keep um... this thing going. Uh, other than football, any other movies or? Oh, and by the way, mm-hmm. what's a uh, best friend Josh trying to coerce me to not go to my corporate Christmas party next weekend for? Because you got to join in. What's o- this? On what? Uh, in, on game night. It's game night, man. It's game night. I don't know. It's game night. It's where we go over and we play like board games. Not mm-hmm. like, but not like. But where? Not like, sorry. Uh, Tim that was on the show? Yeah. He moved to Columbus. I used to go up there to LaGrange when he was living with Josh and play. But now um, he, he actually like works here. Why are we not playing Sorry? What's wrong with Sorry? Because he has a lot better games than that. Oh, like the ones you showed me a second and Charles type games? Yes, gotcha. yes. Like they're actually like, like you know, you've played Settlers of Catan, which I doubt we would play. But like things on that level where they're actually not monopoly or sorry or life <laughs> sorry is the greatest one of the greatest board games of all time it is because it's like sorry and i you thought you were winning this i'm game. just saying today we had a uh we had a sale at work for some leftover items for christmasy things that we did and uh i may have purchased sorry for someone Ooh, were you sorry about and it? somebody listening to this show doesn't even know it <laughs> but, but it's for them no it's it's like a kevin bacon to them Ouch. No, I mean like because it's tied to them kind of thing. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Huh. So we'll see. I got to get on my secret Santa. I'll just leave you guys with that because <laughs> both of y'all look perplexed. I'd be like, How you doing? Why would Sean buy me? Sorry. Guy on the couch. <laughs> hey, guy on the couch. You good? Say, say yeah loud. Yeah.
There we go. That's good. It's good They'll stuff. never know who that is. <laughs> Just a mystery, but Penny's all about it now. It should, Shout uh, out to my sweet little baboo little boy, Aiden. Yeah, that was creepy. He's fantastic. <laughs> um, speaking of, I, I mentioned other stuff, movies and other thing you watched. Is the uh, AMC Stubbs program, is it worth it? Oh, I haven't gotten it yet. I was thinking of I'm doing that myself to uh, <laughs> accommodate all the times so I'm going to see Creed too. <laughs> I know, and then never um, use it again. I know our my VP Tom. He has it, and I know he said he loves it because I mean, it, it, like, think it just depends like how much you go to the movies. Well, it and would, what would you do? Like, for instance, I love IMAX, right? Yeah. So an IMAX show at night, especially if it's like 3D, is usually like eighteen to twenty dollars. That's the subscription right there. You know, just going to one of those a month and you've you've hit. They don't bill. exclude that. No, you can go to anything. Oh, that's you dope. just so get three a week. Oh, three a week. I thought it yeah. was three a month. You get no. You get three movies a week. Unlike um, what you call it. Unlike what was it? Movie Pass back before it fell apart was a, a movie a day. But it's like, do you really need that? No. Um, and it's twenty bucks a month. Yeah. So if you're if you are a heavy movie person, this is probably when I will finally get it. Or if you're not and you want to start watching more movies together, exactly. yeah, exactly. Oh, um, me and my wife, your, your wife, and I, and I include my wife because I can't. Your wife, I can't. Oh. I can't binge this show because she's watching Sorry. it with me, and she's not a binger. Mm-hmm. The Haunting of Hill House I heard on it was Netflix, scary, it's, freaky. It's just good. It's yeah, really well done. I know a lot of people have liked it from what I've it's read. It's not scary. It's not what I like. But. It's um, it's just it's 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 great writing, great characters, great cinematography. Um, there's a there's a Hitchcockian is that a word episode where you're it's basically now. where you're basically using one camera for an entire episode. Has has that what was the what was the movie that Hitchcock did that was just completely one camera shot? Tightrope or something. You guys don't know. And it's okay. I know what you're talking about. Yes, I do. Like there's one moment in the middle of the movie because the reel ran out mm-hmm. that they had to replace it. But the that's camera what, never um, – it, it was just constant panning of the camera and there was never any cuts. That's kind of like God of War. That's what uh, what you call it does too. Um, kind of like what? God of War. Birdman. It, the, cut, the camera never cut in that game. It yeah. stayed. It, it's the same in, as uh, as Birdman. I had cut scenes. No, I didn't say cut scenes. You jerk. In case you never saw that. Really good movie. And you gonna go blow up the bathroom? Thanks. Jeez. Is it, is it, is it a deuce time? Every time. I haven't cleaned here. that. <laughs> Every time you're John here. didn't tell me you were coming until like 5.05. That's my bed. <laughs> um, wait, wait, wait. The standards change with for guests other than us? <clears throat> yeah, you don't matter. You're just, <laughs> you're just a host. I'll be like, oh. look, I'll put the candle on for you. Just be happy. <laughs> and, and back to uh, back to the candle. It is it is delicious. What flavor is this? Apparently, it's maple butter. I've started like being around Tammy so much. She always has a candle. I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna have a candle. Dang it! So I started buying the little ones, but they don't last too long. So I was like, I need to be like Tammy and buy super candles. So that's what I did this week. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> Bring the fresh scents of the uh, <laughs> on weekly games chat. Um, the only thing I really watched this week. Was um, I? I actually found myself rewatching parts of How I Met Your Mother, but new stuff I watched. No. Uh, there was a Netflix special. It was kind of like a season. It was well, it was like a three part comedy special called Bumping Mics, which is David Tell and uh, Jeffrey yeah. Ross. Yeah, that's some good old school comedy. Like yeah. those guys, 
it's not for everyone, but I like Jeffrey Ross. He's just so funny as an insult comic. <laughs> Dave Attell is like the comedian's comedian. Yes. You know, yes. he's, and, he's highly respected. And they have a bunch of people like show up, uh, throughout it. Like Gilbert Godfrey's on one of them. Um, Bob Saget shows up on one, one of them. Um, Bob Saget. So not Danny John, Tanner. <laughs> John's favorite Amy Schumer showed up for like five minutes. Um, she's funny. I don't care what John says. <laughs> I don't know. There goes my TV. I don't know. What happened? Yeah. I don't know. It was just like, hey, I'm going to fade out for a second. Why did it do that, though? I don't know. It's we'll never of, know. That was weird. But knowing's half the bow. Um, Speaking of G.I. Joe, you ready for the topic? What? That doesn't that doesn't fit. It's, it's, can I try this? Does this work? <laughs> no? No, it didn't? Okay. Okay. Yeah, I guess it did. I'm, I'm nervous. Um, Are you a little nervous? I think no. you, uh, I think what we should do, Chris, is just get up. And leave. And leave and just let John talk until he goes, okay, guys. No. I don't want you to do that. <laughs> that would be uh, rude. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> okay. I'm ready. Let's, l- let's awkwardly are. stop and pivot and do the things we do, huh? Awkwardly. Yeah. Topic time. 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 The topic is Darksiders 3. Not Dark Souls 3. No, that, that was a great some game. might say. Uh, uh, I was talking to some friends at work and I said, yeah, we're going to be talking about Dark Souls 3. <laughs> and they looked at you and said, that came out last year <laughs> in like <laughs> May. Two, two and they were like, ago. that's a, that's weird. That's a hard game too. <laughs> <laughs> And you were like, what do you mean by that? <laughs> yeah, I was like, hard game. <clears throat> but uh, I'm excited, John. Let's see what... You uh, shouldn't be. I, every, uh-oh. No. It's, oh, no. no. No, I'm not. I'm I'm downplaying it. <clears throat> yeah? I'm, uh, you know, I could joke like we've gotten tons of letters asking us to cover Darksiders 3. How did we get to Darksiders 3? Because <clears throat> I believe back when I lived with uh, John and Ryan... I played the first one, and Ryan played the first one, too. He played it extensively, I believe. And one day, whether it was Ryan or me, <laughs> one of us said, you know, because John, for a long time, didn't have a PS3. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then he he finally jumped back in, and, and he got something that wasn't Nintendo. And we were like, you should... <laughs> we were like, you should play this game, because there's a lot of Zelda to it. Like, oh, you know, yeah, so, boy, was there. Yeah. 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 So it's cool. Just leave the door open while the toilet flushes. We're not doing a professional podcast. It's cool. Wash your hands. Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, there's soap in there. Um. So that happened. <laughs> <laughs> Great moment for the podcast. That's why they tune in every day. Old Duke. And then the rest of us. Well, we moved on to other. Things. <laughs> so me and Ryan moved on to other games, and John just. Kept going. I really like Dark Siders, and, <clears throat> and apparently, someone finally said, "Fine, we'll make another one." Just shut up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Dark Siders. Um, I think it was 2010 when it came out. The original Dark Siders, and it was a cross between. It had uh, <clears throat> it had action elements like Bayonetta, God of War, Devil May Cry kind of combat with combos and things like that, and then it had dungeon areas that were built and designed with direct inspiration from the legend of Zelda. And these developers at vigil games did not hide the fact that they were 
pretty much all collectively Zelda fans, and this was just sort of it was it was a mature Zelda. A lot of people called it at the time um, the best non Zelda game ever made. Plus, um, it had Mark Hamill in it. <clears throat> it did have Mark Hamill. Uh, he played as Fun fact. <laughs> he played as what they the, he played as a character called the Watcher that um, yeah Geralt things oh that no? uh, wrong game <laughs> that uh, shadowed Gavel. shadowed so to speak um, the main character in the game which was War so the series um, centers around <clears throat> a post post apocalyptic storyline where the um, <clears throat> where the seventh seal has been um, broken. Th- this is the game? So this in other is words, Dark Siders uh, Yeah. So in other words, uh, the heathens have uh, have <clears throat> fallen to the to Satan. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 kind of a tropey um, story based on what we, based on lore we already for, are familiar with. There's an eternal war between heaven and hell. And there's this uh, body that came along known as the Charred Council that actually supersedes heaven and hell and keeps and keeps balance so to speak Nerd. it's all it's all very nerdy it's all very comic book heavy i mean the the artist credited with the with the art style is joe madeira this this Who's looks a, amazing <clears throat> chris this is the dark siders walk through part 1 i th- it's pretty deep into well, it. I know that they I'm, said like it was part one, uh-huh. and then it said complete game, and it's like a nine-hour video. Well, I know that the people that listen to us sometimes when, we, when we're watching something, they kind of want to know what we're watching. Yeah. Maybe we'll link that for them so they can follow along or something. So um, Darksiders 1, 2010, was very Zelda-heavy. Darksiders 2 came out in 2012. Bigger budget, um, THQ was looking to really make this a, a big franchise for them. It uh, had a $50 million budget, which at the time was pretty big. Um, that one had Zelda elements uh, mixed in with some Diablo elements. You could um, you can customize armor and weapons, things like that. And it had that consistent Devil May Cry combat style. And that one was... I, I enjoyed that one very much. I think collectively the, the fan favorite is the original. Darksiders 2 was no letdown. A lot of people said it was just a little bit too ambitious for what it was trying to do, and I agree with that to some extent, but it was a very enjoyable game. And then, you know, around that time, 2012 or 2013, THQ started having bankruptcy issues, financial issues, and they went into bankruptcy, and then they had to auction off a bunch of properties. And the first thing, as as selfish as it was, I thought – you know, all these people losing their jobs, but the first thing that came to my mind was, what are they going to do about Darksiders? Because I didn't play Saints Row. I didn't, uh, I think at the time, Chris... Um, I was into Spain, South Park. South Park was in development with THQ. Um, but I had faith. I had faith someone. Yeah. Yeah, Somebody was, was going to pick that one up. Because well, it, was, it was Obsidian who was working on that game. It was Obsidian, that's but right. But they were just producing it. Yeah. So I was and like, so someone would buy that. <laughs> I... I thought sure because of because of how much I love this series. I thought sure somebody was going to pick this game with this series up, this part, this uh, property up in the first round of bidding, but it did not happen. Um, yeah, was Saints actually, Row was well. Saints Homefront was picked up. Uh, South Park was immediately picked up, and a, a few other things. Red Faction, I think, was picked up. But this one was just kind of left on the cutting room floor. And I, I'm actually surprised that Platinum didn't go after this because it would have been like, me too. hey, we've already basically, as you've alluded to, you know, we have Bayonetta yeah. and they were just starting work on Nier. Mm-hmm. So it's like, 
hey, you have these systems all built out. Why not just go and, and transfer and try to make them work in this environment? Yeah, this this definitely looked like a no brainer. So I was just thought yeah. for a while I thought this series was dead and I was and I was pretty bummed out about it because I have the habit of and I don't mean to do it, I have a habit of loving things that a lot of people just don't embrace. Um it's just I don't know what it is. This art it's comic booky, you know. It is. It's and the lore of it I've always just kind of dug this kind of stuff. It's like when I look at this, and I don't mean disrespect to mm. it, it's kind of like it reminds me of the kind of art style that you would see in a game from, I would say, the PlayStation 2. Like that um, that Legacy of Kane mm-hmm. and things like that. Like those classic games where you have this character with a very distinct, unique design and personality to it that you can't really just say, oh, that looks like anything else. Or out there right now, like her, even, even here, you know, something now today, like, I don't think there's maybe go to wow. You would see something that might remind you of her, but that's yeah. probably about it. Could, would you say there's some wow influence here? Uh, I was thinking more so of, I'm trying to think of the game. It's the Dungeons and Dragons game. That's a MMO. I know you're talking about Neverwinter. Mm. Yes. It's kind of Neverwinter ish to me, yeah. which is, I mean, that's, you know, it is what it is, but it, it looks, it looks, dare I say, B.A. It and is, John, B.A. me. Oh. It really is. Um, I, you know, I'm, I'm, I won't beat around the bush. I'm, I'm loving, oh. I'm loving this. <laughs> I'm loving this game. I really am. Um, but there are some caveats to it. But, but first things first, um, in the first game you play as the series, the central characters to the series are the four horsemen of the apocalypse. And in the first game you play as war. In the second um, game, you play as death. Now, the th- the technical names of the third and fourth horsemen are uh, pestilence and another uninteresting, non-sexy name. So instead of calling this this particular protagonist pestilence, they went with fury. So she's known as fury in this game. This is the first female protagonist of the four horsemen in the series. And right off the jump, she's so far my, my favorite. She has, I don't know. She's, she's just, um, she's not very noble the way that death and war were. She's, she's scrappy. She's sarcastic. She's not loyal. She just has a little bit more depth than the other two characters did. The, um, so basically in this game, um, while they're, while they're, while the series is not exactly sequels, um, Darksiders 2 took place during the events of the first game. Just, it, it just, it just features different, diff- different, different paths that each of the horsemen take during the same amount of time. So in this one, um, you have really no sense of loyalty to your fellow kin, your brothers, your kin. Um, you are basically you go you you go to the charred council. They've summoned you, <clears throat> and basically your task in this game, they've tasked you with taking down the seven deadly sins. Um, and if you do that, she she agrees to do that on one condition of you make me the leader of the four horsemen. And so they agree to that. And so that's Dang. what that's how the story takes. She's a she is a very um, uh, combative. She's almost like a antagonist in many ways. She's she's not down anti-hero. with she's very much an antihero. She's not down with 
what the Brotherhood stands for. She has some resentment. She feels like the least respected member of the Horsemen. And so the game finally, it just kind of centers around her dealing with the her task and learning a little bit about what's going on around her and, you know, attitudes changing. But moving on from that, um, the gameplay, as you're seeing here, is very, it's, um, the first two games dealt with a lot of combos, a lot of a lot of uh, enemies on screen at one time. This is a little bit different. Well, it's probably a lot different, I should say. You don't deal with a lot of um, the, the developers at Gunfire Games, uh, which, by the way, about a majority of them consists of the original developers. Um, deals with a a little bit less enemies on screen. Captain and, Kirk. And more. <laughs> <laughs> this is an ad during a YouTube video. Oh. Uh, <laughs> Captain Kirk's in the game. Oh, like, that looks real. Oh. You have, uh, in the original game, Graphics in the really original games, uh, you'd get a slew of enemies on screen. And combat wasn't really that hard. But in this game, um, the comparison you've probably heard is it's being compared to Dark Souls. Um I would say it's kind of, you know, as as having not played the series, it's probably a very casual Dark Souls. Yeah, it doesn't look like it's <clears throat> the level of... Because I'm guessing the enemies don't reset whenever you save. They... Um, if as long as, as as long as you are alive... Yeah, the enemies don't come back, but yeah. when you die, and, and the, then of course, everybody yeah, everybody responds. comes back. Yeah, they and then responds. I'm guessing also like there's an uh, experience thing where when you die, you have to recover something. There is that actually. In this oh, game. okay. Yeah. So like if you die, you have to get back to like your body, or else you lose whatever you had. Something like that. The the this screen, this character is known as Volgram. He's sort of your um, your merchant in the game. He's been in all three games. He's the one consistent character, um, and he deals in souls as a currency. Makes sense. So with the souls that you collect from the enemies that you kill, you can buy different things from him like health shards that replenish your health, um, wrath shards which replenish your wrath meter where you just go beast mode and take uh, and, and, and do a lot of damage. But you can also collect those souls and use them to upgrade your stats like your attack power your health meter and your arcane ability and your arcane ability is a meter on the side that allows you to go into your godlike form. And it's, we've all seen this variation in many different games. You get your arcane ability up to its max and you, and you can form into this godlike beast that can wail on an enemy for a certain amount of time. Yeah. So that's, you know, all those elements are there. Almost like <clears throat> fury mode or whatever in God of war. Pretty much. Yeah, actually. It's very much like that. Uh, what you're looking at here is Ulthane. He was actually in Darksiders 2. And he's the guy that um, you collect uh, certain items in the world and you bring these things to Ulthane and he upgrades your weapons. He kind of looks like a big dwarf. Pretty much. And for those who can't see this video, there's but an will, but and, and I will, but um, I, I'm, they might have problems searching a nine hour video. That's true. <laughs> so with this particular screen that you're looking at is, is the screen where you're going through, um, what do they call these things? Um, these, these uh, items that, uh, these items. items that can, um, upgrade your 
different weapons that you get throughout the game. Your base weapon is a whip, which is awesome. I love the whip. See, and um, I'm, I'm, I'm sitting here thinking, I wonder if I'd like a whip. It's good. It's good. Yeah. And it's kinky. Um, I mean, I guess it's like the... Uh, it saved my marriage. Wait, what? <laughs> oh, yeah. Good point, Chris. But uh, one of the things that in th- one of the things in this game about Fury is she cares virtually nothing about the human race, and when she when she first comes across Ulthane, he uh, tasks her with fi- and this is a this is something very new to the game. You don't you haven't really seen a lot of humans in the series, but there are humans scattered throughout this world that are alone, afraid just hiding from the demons that are out there. And Ulfane gives you a medallion um, that allows humans to teleport to his his sanctuary. I think it's called the uh, the Forge or something like that. Sanctuary of Uldane. <clears throat> and it's, it's the place. No? Because Ulfane's area Uldain. is the safest place for any humans in this apocalyptic world right now. So you're not very enthusiastic about doing it. And you don't have to do it, but doing it and saving a certain number of people, um, Uthane re- re- rewards you a couple of times throughout the game if you find enough human beings out there. For the record, I'm always enthusiastic <clears throat> to do it. Yeah. Just, yeah. just want to get down. It's, it's the, most, <clears throat> the most I'm ever enthusiastic about anything. Yeah, is but, when you do it. But regarding these souls that you collect, if you die... Um, you lose your souls and you can get them back as long as you traverse to that particular point in the game where you died. You'll see a cluster of skeletal souls kind of floating around the area. So what happens if you die again on the way back? Uh, good, good question, Quish. I have, I'll, Quish. Put it this, I'll put it this way. I have um, died in a certain area, found myself really not powerful enough to do anything effective in that area, mm-hmm. and said, I'll come back to this later. Couple days later, I go back to that place, and those souls are still floating there. Okay, so that's a difference between. Yeah, it's that. a little different. Now, yeah. I'm going to say, this isn't this isn't an unfair game as far as difficulty, but it's hard. Yeah, um, everyone's been saying that the boss fights in it are very much like figure it out and get good. I, <clears throat> well, and that's and that's another interesting part when when you teleport to Earth for the first time. You fight approximately 10 enemies, you round two corners, and you're fighting the first boss. Just kill some which, eagle. Which is, uh, which is, which was really, uh, baptism of fire because you had to learn that boss fight. You had to really learn the mechanics quick. And it, it <clears> took <throat> like six tries for me to fight the first boss and, and, and defeat him. But I haven't found, except for one other boss, I haven't really found much of a challenge with the bosses. It's the enemies in the world. Hmm. That really put up a fight. I thought that was like one of the criticisms I've read from people is that like in this game, when you die, that getting back to that boss fight is a pain. Like from what I've heard or like, or I guess if it, if it saves during it, it puts you in a very weird spot um, where you have to you you know you have to kind of just like go through all these processes again. I have to think about that, yeah. but I I know at least three or four bosses where you see what happens is is when you find um, a soul um, when you find Volgram, he mm-hmm. comes out of this platform, and the the nearest station where Volgram is at is where you 
spawn back into the world. And most of the time, I'm not going to say all of the time, but most of the time, Volgrim is very close to where a boss is. So I haven't, particularly with at least three, I can say, you spawn there and you immediately just go to the boss and you don't face any enemies in the process. There's probably some, Mm -hmm. but I've been playing it so much I just can't remember. Yeah. But I haven't particularly found, with the exception of Envy, which is the first boss, and um, Lust, which is close to the end, those two were particularly difficult. Did you, uh, have you beat it? No, I have not. I have Mm. from, I either have, uh, I either have one more boss or two more because I don't think I killed what's going on guys. I I didn't do it. Penny and I have farted. Um, (laughs) like I, I fought wrath, but I don't think I killed him. I think, I think he's going to, I think I might have to face him again, but technically I have faced every, um, Deadly sin, except for um, <laughs> except for uh, pride. Mm. So that I think that's I, pr- I think pride's the final the final sin. So let's see. So types. So there's been the Dark Souls comparison, which is obvious. You have combos in this game. These combos are operate with basically a single button mash. It's just a matter of how you time the button mashes. You you do and you hit X and pause and then hit X or you just rapidly hit X and it goes into your combos, um, but at the same time, it's kind of a dichotomy. Uh-huh, oh, with your with the fact that the the enemies are so difficult in this game that you have to dodge and fight, dodge and hit, dodge and hit. So <clears throat> the only way you're you you have to really get good at your combos. Because the only chance you have to really utilize combos on your enemies is when you dodge and it kind of goes into a slow motion mode. Then you can sort of wail on your enemies. Mm. So it the, the it's two systems of combat that don't exactly work ideally. You have to master it to make it work. But um, hmm. So a lot of times you're going to go in and play and just do the dodge and strike, dodge and strike. And that's, I think, how probably most people are going to go through this game. Because it's just less complicated. So it's less about maybe experimentation to find what you think works and more about basically learning the process and getting really good at it. Well, just like uh, from what I understand about Dark Souls, it's a very repetitive process going back and figuring out Mm -hmm. enemies' timing and things like that. Sure, sure. And that applies to this game. You have to... you have to figure out it's not a cookie cutter enemy set. You have to figure out the timing of their attacks. And I'll, I'll say this enemy variety in this game is here. It's not just a mm-hmm. cookie cutter enemy. They're all different. They, they're based on the environments they live in based on their attacks. And these enemies, when they strike you, even that little guy right there on screen, they put in a lot of damage. And that's part of the difficulty of this game. You don't, you can't take a lot of punishment. You have to really learn how to dodge and avoid getting hit. Um, it was a, it was a very. I, at first, I wasn't sure how I liked the approach to, to Darksiders. It was completely new, but on the other hand, this is a Metroid game, which is really, hmm. which I'm really loving. Um, you see her hair at the moment; it's fiery. Uh, she has this. She's going fast. She has this double jump like that, where she went into flames like that. <clears throat> 
that ability um, is called a hollow. And you probably saw in previous s- screens where there was like webbing on the wall. Yeah. Those are obstacles. <clears throat> Just like in Metroid, different colored blast doors. Um, every time you finish uh, a boss, you are transported to a place that grants you access to a new power, a new ability. There's an ability to walk on water with uh, with with the power of ice. Um, and these different abilities, um, they're almost like, think of them as um, Samus's variations of her suit. The various suit, the underwater suit, the gravity suit that allows her to traverse worlds and access new areas. So that's the Metroid aspect of this. Also a Zelda aspect when you think of... It fire, is to some degree. Fire and ice, uh, bow and arrows, or even <clears throat> right. suits that Link would have to wear. Yeah. Back in the older games. So... <clears throat> types of upgrades. Yeah, that's a good point by me, Chris. That was Ding. a very good point. <laughs> Ding. <laughs> so I think, I mean, I, th- I think that covers a, a, a good portion of the gameplay. As far as how how much I like this, I I freaking love it. Um, it's uh, it's obviously not gotten the reviews that I was hoping for. Yeah, and, I think and it's like what it's on a, it sits at sixty four for the PC version on Metacritic. On PS4, it's like a 72 or something like that. See, these enemies just pop out at you. You're not even ready. Um, <clears throat> but anyway, that being said, I, I think for a lot of people, this game, I think the biggest complaint overall is that this game just feels like it belongs in the PS3 era. Yeah, looking at it, mm-hmm. I, like the big thing I've noticed as I've watched videos and, and things like that, like... The art design for her and the art design for the bosses especially <clears throat> is like that's where I'm probably most impressed. For like sure. like mm-hmm. there have been some shots of bosses where I'm like, wow, whoever drew that, like props to you on that. That yeah. that's really nice. Yeah, but she, she looks awesome too. She does. Yeah. But then like I look at other parts of it's like for instance when she's just running around the environments, to me they look a little flat and kind of I don't know, generic. Um and I guess the other thing some people have brought up, and I could understand why this is maybe a knock now, is like we live in a world where Near Automata has come out, and that to me is, or to me and I think to others, is like the benchmark for the hack and slash now. Mm. So like they're <clears throat> when you compare them, everyone's going to go to that, and I think some people have been like, this is what this did better and all that. So whether it's fair or not, doesn't mean it's bad. It's just, no, no. you know. The problem, and that's and that goes to my point. The problem I have with this game are the technical aspects of it. No, does it not run great. Um, it could run a lot better. Now, let me say that with a caveat: none of the technical hiccups have made me die mm-hmm. or inhibited my gameplay in any way. However, oh, this is the this is cool that that thing out yeah, there. That's, like, that's that's a boss. That's a boss. Right? Yeah. I, I just love the fact that you know that that boss is out there in the world waiting for, for waiting for you. That that's cool. Anyway, um, I was we, we were watching a video looking across a chasm and we see one of the seven deadly sins. If you look at our cover <clears throat> art this week, I believe he's on there. That boss that we just saw. Yeah, yeah, that's dope. Oh, you see those little fire dots that she picks up. Yeah, that's the that's the items you get in the world that can help you upgrade your weapons. Mm. So it's different variations, but, um, the frame rate in this game, um, and I think what we're looking at oh. here is a PC version. I would I could, imagine I that could probably be runs the best. It does. Um, the frame rate, um, just skips around a lot. 
That's it's, yeah, uh, that's never good for a hack and slash. It's it's it hasn't hindered my gameplay. Oh, the, the one thing that's really maybe the one thing I can say is hindered my gameplay is the is the camera. Now on its face, the camera's fine, but the problem that that the camera runs into is you find yourself in in narrow areas or small rooms. Um, and there's a good portion of this game that's very open in open area, but there's small rooms here. And sometimes when you're turning the camera around, you find that a pillar in the room is maybe blocking fury. Mm. So just things like that <clears throat> can be a nuisance. Like oftentimes when you're running down a cor- like, corridor like this, the game freezes. And I don't mean freezes and it just stops, but it, it starts to load. It chugs. It, it chugs a lot. Yeah. So this is um, this is I don't know I really don't know or I can't wrap my hand around why this happened with oh and um, <clears throat> there's I said frame rate dips there are pop ins mm. with uh, cutscenes and graphics like in a cutscene you'll see someone and the detail doesn't look so sharp and then all automatically all of a sudden it'll pop and everything will come back into focus. There are cut scenes with like Ulfane where he's not there for like a very tiny fraction of a second and then he pops in from the corner of the screen. And he's like mid sentence or something. Yeah. Yeah. It's weird stuff. Stuff What that, system were you playing it on? I played it on Xbox One X. Oh, so even it. well, I mean it had ninety billion teraflops <laughs> yeah. behind it and it couldn't yeah, save that it. That was sarcasm, Chris. So the the CEO of THQ Nordic a couple of years ago criticized Darksiders 2 in the sense of <clears throat> the mistake they made was they put they should never have made this game for $50 million. We can make a game for a lot less money because I can't afford $50 million. Hmm. And I think I've said this on the podcast. The director of this game was interviewed on the Game Informer show and he said that while he can't necessarily remember the budget of the original Darksiders, this mm-hmm. was made for less than the budget of the Darksiders game. Oh, this is a cool boss fight. You're about to come into um, greed. You're about to fight greed. And just like you said, <clears throat> this guy shows up. Yeah. yeah. See, he's right there at the boss fight. That's the mm. room. So that happens. That's happened a majority of the time. It's to me. It's just when when you die in the world, aside from the boss fights, you have to you have to fight your way through corridors upon corridors to get back to. So, where, like, when does it save? <clears throat> It saves when you shut down the game. It saves when you. Uh, it saves when you go into a guess, new area. It saves when you talk to Volgrim. I guess, like so, yeah. <clears throat> like you said, like so, if I died throughout the world trying to get to this boss, right? Mm-hmm. Um, where am I going to reload at? The last uh, Volgrim station. So, that so you mainly, saw. Volgrim is kind of like the the yeah. Big that's place. where you you will always spawn where Volgrim is. So that's nice, yeah. And I guess there's a difference between that and Darksiders. Darksiders, <laughs> or I'm sorry, Dark Souls. Like they, they're like, no, 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 no. Hope you found a quick way to get there because uh, you're gonna have to go through this all again when you die. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the part that sucks. Sometimes. Look, the, the other two games were 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 a lot more open world. See, this is greed here, and you see yeah. all the stuff in this big room. Yeah, like just he is basically a hoarder of the apocalypse. Like I said, when you look at this. That's beautiful to look at. Like yeah. that character design is great. But you, if you look closer, you can still picture this game, even the mm. character models, you can still picture this game on a PlayStation 3. Yeah, I get it. Like, yeah, close up, 
you don't have a lot of high resolution to the detail. It's kind of more, it's relying on its art design to get through. For sure. Look, you know, these games come out once in a blue moon, but you know, what's great about the plus side for these games, a game like this doesn't really exist anymore. They don't make a lot of these. They're making Bayonetta next year, probably next year. Um, Near Autonoma is sort of the next gen version of what this kind this kind I, of game is. Please let there be another one. Yeah, I'm sure <laughs> there is. But but this game, I enjoyed it for nostalgia region, reasons. One because I love Dark Siders, and two because I love these types of hack and slash action games. Mm-hmm. I can't get enough of them. Are they repetitive? Yeah. Are they particularly interesting? I guess not. But are they pure fun absolutely so with the with those hiccups in mind um oh oh, oh is, it, is it richard time oh, um, oh this this first of all this felt like one of those i don't know like car rides to a place <laughs> and you got there way faster than you thought but it was a two-hour ride like Oh yeah, well I, I do. I, I have a couple more. Things. Okay, well, was, I, was, I was like, it's kind of like I was going, about to say going to a land versus coming back. Yeah, I remember <laughs> what I was about to say. Um, the first two Darksiders games um, were a lot more open world. This is a very minimalist type of game. That's what I've heard. There's not a lot to it. In fact, there's no map. There's hmm. no map to get you where you need to go. That would drive me all, crazy. all you have is it's it's a lot like the sword mechanic in Shadow of the Colossus. Okay. There's a there's an icon on your on the top of your screen that points you to the direction of all the the seven deadly sins. But I found I was really nervous about the fact that there was no map. I found um, that I knew where I was a vast mm. majority of the time. It's very fun to go back and backtrack um, because you get new abilities to unlock new corridors, new doors, new you know all that stuff to get more powers. Um, more things to upgrade your gear, more access to souls, mm-hmm. stuff like that. So in that sense, <clears throat> I'm really glad this game exists. I'm glad it's out there. I had no reason to believe it would ever come come out. Mm-hmm. As far I read, uh, I'm sure you, you guys might have read this. I've read that in the UK, this game hit number 32 on their list this week. It was beat out by Farming Simulator 19. Jeez. Now... Collectively, the amount of revenue made in the UK for video games was $1 million. Okay. So it's not like UK is necessarily a window into what is happening in the States. That being said, this game probably costs between 25 and $35 million. Yeah. If this game sells a million, maybe even less, it makes its money. Sure. So I have hopes because Gunfire Games wants to make another game. They still have Strife. Um as the last horseman of the apocalypse. Mm-hmm. And with the caveat of I flippin' love this game, I can't give it any more than a seven or a seven point five. Wow. Because of those technical hiccups. And I, you know, I, I gotta say budget constraints, maybe that was a factor. Mm-hmm. I wish it just ran better. Um hmm. but that being said, was was there anything other I don't know. As far as techie that bothered me. I think that's it. But if you're a fan of the series, I think it's a no-brainer. I think you get this game. Mm-hmm. Um, if you like action games like this um, and you don't want to pay the full 60, I get it. Um, 
I would pick it up when you find it at the right price. I would totally recommend this game to anybody who loves Darksiders and anybody who likes this type of action game because it's a game that you played, that you remember playing from a bygone era, and that was part of the enjoyment factor for me. Like, I don't get games like this anymore. And that was nice. So Hmm. I would recommend it to fans and fans of the genre. I'm very glad you, I'm very glad you got to get this game Me because too. I, I do know how much you love this yeah. series. So I always felt bad for you that that just died out of the blue yeah. <laughs> along with like 40 other series that day. <laughs> yeah. And these games were never good sellers. I mean, Darksiders no. 2, I mean, there were a lot of problems with THQ, but Darksiders 2 just didn't really make its money back. I think people thought it was going to blow up because like I said, the, the main way people sold this game, mm-hmm. uh, the the very first one was like it's Zelda but it's like for adults and I was like oh, okay that's all I need to hear <laughs> I'm in you know and and when the second one came out I want to say did they release it in the fall yeah yeah that was the mistake and and we've talked about that like where developers maybe they for did. whatever reason I don't know they just they have this idea that you know oh we got praise on the first one we're okay to go into the fall and it's like no 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 no, no. Don't go there unless you absolutely have to go there. This was the only major release last week. I hope that helps. Sure. But, you know, I'm with you about when they should have released this game. Yeah. So It's not a terrible time to release it right now, but um, just because, as you said, there's nothing. But at the same time, I have to imagine if people are buying games, the majority of people, they're probably buying it's the people who don't go out and day one and buy them, right? It's mm-hmm. like they're buying all their Black Friday stuff, like, you know, when, as we got in the news and, and things like that. Like, if you haven't picked up Call of Duty or Red Dead or God of War or Spider-Man, you're pro- those are probably things most people are buying right now. If I would take a bet. I just want one more game. <laughs> I did hear that their vision ultimately was after the four games are released featuring the four horsemen to make a co-op game featuring the four horsemen. Oh, that'd be cool. Because, I mean, the ending of the original Darksiders, you see War looks off in the distance and sees three comets falling to Earth. But every other sequel has not been sequels. They've been... These are the events that are happening while War is fighting that battle in the first game. I'm trying to remember, like, in the first one, he gets kicked out of being a horseman, doesn't he? Or, like, something like that, like, you know, like, someone sets him up or whatever. Yeah, there was a conspiracy, and apparently he thought the seventh seal had been broken, and he descended upon the earth because he heard the horns. It's been a while. But it it had nothing to do with, like, war, having a problem with, like, Ric Flair or Arn Anderson or anything? (laughs) No. Okay. Woo! (laughs) See, because... I got you. Oh, okay. He wasn't happy Saturday either. Um... (laughs) Well, cool, cool, cool. Uh, I guess this is out now. I, I may get it. I, I think if I ever do get it, if I'm being honest, it would likely be it's on Games of Gold or it's yeah. on PlayStation It might get Plus. there soon. It could happen. Well, that we'll means see. you don't want to pay a penny for it, Chris. Yes, Sean. I was trying to be polite and not say that. <laughs> it could be a good thing if it does it because that means PlayStation or Xbox has to true pay them money. Or, or maybe maybe games <clears throat> with the, or Games Pass gets it. Right? That'd be good. That'd be nice. That'd be good. You can that'd play be, for a dollar. That'd be good. <laughs> that'd I'm be, sorry. That'd, um, that'd be good. <laughs> you guys want to wanna go to the news? Oh, yeah. Sure, man. Okay. <clears throat> yeah. All right. We'll do that. A lot. It's kind of the earliest we've done that in a while. Hot off the press and straight to your ears. 
Weekly Games Chat presents the news. News. Say it, Aiden. News. There you go. Yeah. Um, is it like my a, turn? Like a child, he said it reluctantly. <laughs> no, I'm on top this week. Oh. I don't you were on top last week. I don't want to be powerbomb. Oh, powerbomb's good. <laughs> I'll take one for the team. Was I on top last week? Was <laughs> I? I think I did. I, I think so. I don't know. I was remember. first last week. I, would, so. I, gave, I, I gave it a good one. Just pick. <laughs> and no plans for Skyward Sword. Boom. I, won't, I won't peek anymore. Calm down over there on the board, sir, with your stupid fingers. And then, <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> with your stupid fingers. Yeah, because he was touching his fingers. Get it? Say one more thing about <laughs> Xbox and see what happens. In face. <laughs> oh, I hate you. Uh, um, while speaking on, uh, to Eurogamer, a Nintendo spokesperson commented on the rumors of Skyward Sword coming to Nintendo Switch. If you remember, we had talked about that last week, that that could be a thing. Well, quote, at this time, we have no plans to release The Legend of Zelda Skyward Sword on Nintendo Switch. End quote. Oh, well. Ouch. <laughs> um, and like I mentioned before, this clarification comes following a statement made at Zelda concert, at a Zelda concert recently by, say that name for me, John. Could you say it well? E.G. Anuma. Yeah. Seemingly <clears throat> teasing the game. I told him how to say that name. I know you did. <laughs> that kind of sucks. It does. Because you got, because Sean, you did not play this game. Mm-hmm. I played you, uh, and, Skyrim. <laughs> exactly. And I think that's a big reason why this game needs to come out. Um, cause a lot of people, yeah, a lot, a lot of people play Skyrim. Yeah. But a lot of people did not play Skyward Sword. In fact, I think 20% of the sales of Skyward Sword were based mm. on confusion. Because <laughs> of the word sky. Yeah. Oh, and that also, uh, turns out that Wii U had that same problem. Mm. I did not see anyone that flying in this. It's fine. It's fine. It's, it's okay. A lot of people want this game, just not with the controls. And yeah, I say boo to way. you. Because you did experience it. Yeah, I like It's it. like if we told you, no, 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 you need to have uh, uh, cheese on a pizza. And you didn't know that cheese on a pizza was good, right? And you're like, no, you don't understand. <laughs> to have this pizza, you need cheese on it. And, you, and we're just like, whatever, we don't want cheese on our pizza. That's we, what the controls are. I feel like you analogy. just. I think, you, I think you just described every time I've tried to get you to go to a restaurant. No, Sean, it's this. And you're like, ah. Name a, name a restaurant that I liked after I didn't like. Golden Chops. Got him! Oh, I, I like, I do like that restaurant. <laughs> That's actually. Chili Thai? I kind of want. Pretty much anywhere Oriental. But I like Oriental food. Yeah. And are we supposed to say Oriental food, Chris? Yes, because it applies to a whole region as opposed to, I mean, I could say Thai food, I could say Korean food. Yeah, let's do that. Okay. You gonna go to Golden Chopsticks tomorrow? <laughs> yes, I do, actually. Really? Oh. I love bulgogi. We're going to get some beef bulgogis in our gullets. What is that sushi type stuff that has the beef in it? Um, oh, my God. That's terrible stuff. I know stuff. what you're talking no, about. No, it's not. I'm going to show you. Is it like Bangkai Kagno? That's... No, I think it's... I'm not being funny. On the menu, it's something like that. <laughs> yeah, I know what you're talking I'm about. I'm uncomfortable. But it's clear that Skyward Sword did not break any sales records. No, it did not. But you know what has been breaking sales oh, records, Sean? Oh, oh, you did that so smooth. I was like, John... What has been breaking records? Switch breaks records on Thanksgiving weekend. Shut your face. I'm never going to be that good again. <laughs> that was that was top notch. I'm just going to play that <laughs> over and over tomorrow. You're so excited right now on how good that was. <laughs> over the five-day period from Thanksgiving to Cyber Monday, 
Nintendo Switch set a record for best-selling Nintendo console in history during that period. Furthermore, what is that noise? It doesn't matter. Uh, Furthermore, it had its best week ever in the United States. Was that's that- us. By the way, that was a Ford Mustang without muffler. Okay. That's what that was. <laughs> but that's very specific, Chris. In a it's press release, <laughs> in a press release by Nintendo, quote, in fact, according to Adobe Analytics, Nintendo Switch was among the most purchased items online on Thanksgiving Day and the overall top selling video game product online for Black Friday, Cyber Monday to time period. Okay. End quote. Nintendo was hoping to sell 20 million Switch consoles during the current fiscal year. Sure, well, seems like they're off to a good start. Yeah. If we're being honest, I don't know. People are people. People are not optimistic about that number. But where were they at the last time they reported? I think they're at 22 or 24. I'm talking about 20 million okay. within the fiscal year. Oh yeah, yeah. I don't know if they'll get that. That's a tough one. Yeah, because but they, this, but this aim high, Willis, aim high. They've definitely slowed down a little bit this year. I mean, they're not in any danger, but no. it's like they're not like doing PlayStation 4, Wii, or PlayStation 2 type business. But if they wanted to get that done, they had to accomplish this, so they did. Yeah, yeah. I'm not too surprised that this was the case. For one, I don't know why. Sony never wins Black Friday. It used to always be, like, for the last couple of years until Switch came out, it was Xbox. And, like, that would be their one thing. And then, like, you get to the end of Christmas and you're Christmas, and you'd be like, by the way, Sony sold the most consoles during the holidays. I think it's because they're everybody already has one. Yeah, well, exactly. Well, that too, but their <laughs> consoles kind of stay on sale. They they don't really yeah. stop the deals. I yeah. mean, the best ones are on Black Friday and Cyber Monday, but they keep them going, and they got great bundles. Yeah, I don't know, but uh, well, good for them. Except for that PSVR bundle, that's trash. Yeah, what that, that was basically to their credit, like that, that was, was really trash. And I said this. <laughs> that was a troll. You just trolled me. I think I said this last week. I'm like, on fire. <laughs> it's not too surprising, too, because it's like, of all the stuff I looked at was on sale from Nintendo, it was pretty much bundles. Like, you yeah, couldn't was- like you couldn't get uh, Zelda, Mario, um, Mario Kart, all those games. None of them were on sale. But Mario you could Kart, get one, two, Switch. Mario, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think, like, the best game I saw that was on sale was, uh, was Kingdom... Uh, battle or whatever it's called. That was the best game I saw that I did not have. Kingdom Battle? Whatever. The Mario Kingdom. Whatever. Thanks, John. Isn't that what it's called? Thanks. Mario plus Rabbids Kingdom Battle. Yeah. So there you go. Lawyer. Yeah, I know. Not lawyer. I wanted you to keep sounding just dumb. I'm not going to mention this. Just Just Dance 2019 was also on sale for the Switch. Yep. You know, it's also... (laughs) They're still releasing that game for the Wii. Yeah, because... I'm not... Got a move controller. You the can really track your money. movements. I wonder if they're doing it for the Wii U. <laughs> what thing makes your money? Uh, um, yeah. What you got, man? Let's just sit here for a minute. And, and you want to do that? No, that's be- that's dead air. Okay, that's dead air. <laughs> well, speaking of things that uh, aren't going to just stay where they're at and sit, <gasps> boom. <laughs> <laughs> Guacamelee two. Literally, guys, the the most fun I've ever had watching a video watching game. a video game that these two talked about get Switch and Xbox One release dates. Yay! <sighs> Drinkbox Studios has announced that Guacamelee Two will be released on Switch December tenth and Xbox One in January twenty nineteen. Uh, for those of you, that's next year. If you're wondering, uh, Switch <laughs> owners can pre order Guacamelee Two right now at a ten percent discount. That's basically like tax free. Uh, any Switch owner who bought the first game will receive a deeper, 
Yeah. 30% discount. Yeah. And John, it happened. This is the game you said that had to be on the Switch. That's what they usually do. Like that, I think they, they're not a huge studio, so it's like, (laughs) it makes sense for them to develop first and foremost on the most popular console. He was talking to me. And then, yeah, I don't care about that. Um, you were laughing. I took my shot. Um, so, so like, it makes sense that they would develop for the most popular, and then from there you start porting out. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, Switch definitely has buzz right now, so it makes sense that they would take it there. Put it on the old Switchy Poo. Yeah. Yeah. I would play that game on Switch. I mean, it's pretty clear. I mean, I'm just glad it didn't. If Since it happened, there was no delay to it. I think it was in their plan. So. For sure. Yeah. Well, speaking of delays. What? <laughs> Elder Scrolls mobile game delayed. That's probably a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> so it did, that didn't say the Diablo mobile game. Yeah. No, no, oh, no. Okay. That, that did not get delayed. <laughs> that game does not exist. The Elder Scrolls Blades has been delayed to 2019. The news broke via Twitter stating... Quote, Why is Twitter British? Well, because when he says via, he turns into British John. That's the just... Elder Scrolls Blades will release in early 2019. It's terrible. For iOS. That's the... Uh... And Android devices. Yeah. Actually, it's kind of... No, you're kind of turning into... The, the freaking... PlayStation guy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what was his name? PlayStation guy. guy. Yeah, PlayStation guy. Let's go with that. Andrew House. Yeah. That's who it is. Andrew House. Yeah. Doublet. We, <laughs> we are incredibly excited for you to play Blades, and you can still sign up for early access. End quote. Blades will be a free download that includes procedurally generated dungeons, leveling, and character customization. The main mode is town, where players will go on quests and rebuild a city. I'm boo. I'm interested. In, I've always what, in I'm, town. Uh, the game <laughs> as a whole. Well, I mean, I think think about it. Like you have a you have a town. You yeah. have a town, and from there you go out on quests. It's like, hey, that's your hub world for your quest. And rebuild it, right? Yeah. <laughs> so the quests are going to help to rebuild the town. Boo. You're thinking. I think, <laughs> but who cares, like, about that part when, like, you go out on a quest and all of a sudden a freaking dragon flies down or there's a big freaking giant, right? If you if you love Elder Scrolls, I totally understand why you'll probably end up playing. Plus, that. if they use resources from the previous Sky, uh, Skyrim, that's yeah. okay because this is a mobile game. You exactly. can do that. Exactly, you can do that. You can run that game on anything now. Yeah, I mean, you, like a Switch. Yeah, just like a Switch, I guess. <laughs> well, there's a there's a game that. Uh, well, I mean, Chris was just talking about like dragons, and why would he do that, right? I don't know. <gasps> and <laughs> <laughs> Bioware teases. Guess what, guys? Dragon Age announcement. Roar. What would you do a roar for? You I did that. I, I did. That was something he would do, and you did it. Casey, Casey, <laughs> Casey the Hammer Hudson, Bioware's <laughs> general manager, is teasing a new Dragon Age. Quote, if you've been following these blogs, or myself and Mark Dara on Twitter... <laughs> You know that we're also working on some secret Dragon Age stuff. Not really that secret. <laughs> Dragon Age is incredibly is an incredibly important franchise to our studio, and we're excited to continue its legacy. Look for more on this in the coming month. Parentheses. Though I won't tell you where to look. Dot, dot, dot. Parentheses. I wonder if he means mobile. No. No. Please, God, let it be mobile. Please. The um, whole community goes mobile. I want every game on mobile now. Um, Consoles are dead. 
Yeah, this had been <laughs> PCs. What are those? This had been rumored. A lot of people thought they were going to announce this at uh, EA Play um, at E3 this year because you know Anthem's out there. But everyone said, like, yes, the the Dragon Age team has been hard at work as equal to uh, to Inquisition, which I mean, game of the year, right? I think, so, yeah. um, I can't wait. I'm, I'm predicting tomorrow. Game Awards, there's there's two things that kind of are just being teased up on a player for the Game Awards. One is this, <laughs> and the other is um, the the two directors for the Avengers. Is this for real? Did you see what she just did? No, what she did? She just went up and, and picked up that. <laughs> she's, <laughs> she's like, oh, I'll, I'll try this out, see if I can get away with that. Yeah, yeah. Um, but anyways... Uh, the other one, yeah, the Avengers uh, directors are showing up. So uh, The Russo brothers. Yes. So everyone thinks it's one of two things. It's either them debuting the Infinity War, whatever it is, part the two. The Marvel thing? Oh, the, tra- uh, oh, the, the movie. trailer for the movie, which I don't think is likely. See, John Thanos is. <laughs> if I had to take a bet on that, that's either coming out with something, a movie that's coming out here in a week or two, or else uh, more than likely... I think it's, yeah, it's the Square Avenger, or was it Crystal Dynamics Avengers game that everyone knows they've been working on. That's what I was what thinking. Yeah. On a side that? note, that sweater uh-huh. looks so cold, cozy. It is. I want you to hold me wearing it. <laughs> it's, 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 I want you it's, to spoon me yeah. while you wear that sweater. I purchased this uh, sweater on blizzard.com it's at cool. the shop. Um, it was on sale. It says it's a it's a. I love the it's stitching. A, it's a gray sweater with with Azeroth, Azeroth, sure. Azeroth. sir. Huh? That is not a sweater. That is a sweatshirt. Sweatshirt. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Thank you for. Okay. And it says Azeroth and darker font, and it's like John said, it's stitched on there. It's, That's ba. It's it's nice. Do they have ones for the Horde and the Alliance? Yes. Do they have one for Diablo Immortal? <laughs> Probably. No. I'm getting but, uh, t-shirts. It's man. only available through their mobile site. Merry Christmas. That's funny. <laughs> You gotta download the battle.net app <laughs> to just find get your shirt. <laughs> <laughs> oh, right. and here we go with the news. So, but yeah, I can't wait to play it. Dragon Age? Yeah. I, I really, love it. It's been, because you think about it, it's been four years. It's been four years, and I love that series. Greatest intro to a game ever, and then I completely lost all interest in it, and that's not fair. Yeah. I bought that dumb. game three different times. You gotta keep going. <laughs> to try to play it, and then I get to that point where you pick your character and you start off on your merry adventure. And I, I don't I never I never even get to the first dragon. I heard you could have relations with everything. The first time you go around a corner and you see a dragon in that game, it is it's epic. It's epic. And they're all different. Like one will have lightning attacks, the other ones will have a nice attack. You're gonna laugh. So But I love Dragon's Dogma. Mm-hmm. And the dragon fights. I love that game. That gets okay. a lot of respect, that game. Yeah, it was dope. Yeah, maybe maybe I like that more than Dragon Age. Maybe it's but better. yes, I made love to a lot of people in Dragon Age. <laughs> he said things. You know, obsidian is the Latin word for love. <gasps> if that's true, that is pivot of the day because I have a news announcement here, John, about obsidians. It's my turn. <laughs> oh yeah, and you're going to talk about it. So, obsidian is set to announce a new game. Which this is exciting, especially when you look at the uh, graphics that um, went along with it. The art, rather. Obsidian Entertainment appears to be getting ready for a big announcement at the Game Awards next week as fictional ads with a countdown have begun uh, appearing on its website. And by next week, he means tomorrow. 
Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. When going to the website, you it's like we're in a time vortex. It's always We hard. get it. When when <laughs> when going to the website, you get one of two ads, one from Aunt Cleo's and one from Spacer's Choice, both featuring products. It has a very Fallout Bioshock feel. This may scratch an itch that Fallout 76 failed to do. Maybe. I, I'm excited. Have you seen because, it? No, I haven't. Um, but I have. Let's go to it. Let's look at it. Yeah, okay. we got time. Uh, what? It, you, you know how... No, you I'm serious. We have time. <laughs> Is it on their Twitter? Uh, I think it's on their website, actually. It says the countdown's begun on its website. I'd go to obsidiangames.net.com. <laughs> but the... Uh, the the it, it shows advertisements for for products, kind of the way Bioshock has those types of things in their world where it advertises new products when you get to. Um, oh, well, that looks cool. You go to Obsidian dot uh, net and it says special message from. Oh. So see. Ooh. Oh. See, that looks cool. It's very Fallout Bioshock kind of yeah, zany cool. zany stuff. Zany, huh? Zany. That's not so much Fallout. This as, this uh, one this one image sells me on the game. I'm buying it already. <laughs> and you it. know what? That means we've got an exclusive for Xbox. <laughs> <laughs> they do, do exist. Do we? Is this, I mean, it, they're owned by Microsoft. I now. know, but there's. I thought there was something they were working on at the moment that the last, wasn't. This is the last thing they put out, which was earlier this year, Pillars of Attorney 2. I can't imagine if they're announcing something now after the acquisition okay. that it's going – that it's not at least you know, owned by Microsoft to a point where they're making a lot of money off of it, right? Okay. Cool. Yeah, and right yeah. there they say new game announcement live at the Video Game Awards, huh? Hey, there um, you go. Sadly, I will not get to watch the Game Awards. John, you know they – um. They, they put it up on YouTube so you can watch it whenever you want. I, uh, I have I a I, just... I have a rare, rare Thursday night gig. Really? Yeah. I have to go. It's weird, right? So I'm just going to tweet out fake trailers to both of you the whole entire time. <laughs> oh my! Oh my I'll be I'm gonna be like DJ and I'll be like, what? Darcy? Oh my god, ladies and gentlemen, you. That's my DJ voice, John. Just, John. Yeah, thanks, Me John. Eight. They just announced Dark Cyrus Four and Metroid Four. <laughs> Metroid Combo Prime Pack. 4. <laughs> Metroid Prime Four is actually a classic Metroid game coming out next month. <laughs> I would stand up in the middle of the Springer and tell everybody. <laughs> Wait, is that Elf? I'm supposed to go to that too. Oh, oh no! Why is that bad? Because I'm gonna be. I want to see it. And why am I talking? Yeah. <clears throat> Can I have your ticket? No. Um. GameStop reports a third quarter loss. I just go straight to the topic, guys. Okay. Of what, what it is. Sometimes it's fine. Just yeah, shove it just in. Just go right in. Shove it in. <laughs> so I don't need this. Cool. <laughs> um, GameStop has released its third quarter fiscal report, which ended on November 3. I'm supposed to say third right then, but he can't make me. <laughs> in it is a net income loss of almost half a billion. A billion! That's with a B, dollars. The report also includes the sale of Spring Mobile, which brought the company $700 million. GameStop has indicated that it will, quote, pay off debts, fund share repurchased, reinvest in core video game and collectibles business to drive growth, or some combination of these options. That sounds like one of those things on a job application. Know. Maybe we'll do this. Maybe we'll do that. Or you either have, like, school experience and or, like, that many years of, yeah, okay. Um, it's only funny to me, I guess, guys. I, I, I'm amused. I got it. 
Okay. Pre-owned sales were down 13.4% compared to previous quarters. However, hardware hardware sales were up uh, for new hardware by 12.8%. Mm. Rob Lloyd, Chief <laughs> Operation Officer, indicated that they did experience growth overall in the most recent quarter, hmm. which that's kind of weird. Yeah. I mean, if you if you consider um, growth being an amalgamation of a lot of things, I like ooh, it. I like taking it. taking that seven hundred million and paying off a buttload of debt, yeah, it's a good thing. Probably means that you're in better shape than the numbers on its surface show. So that's probably where he's coming from. Yeah, they're probably um, in a better place than the way this is described. I, I mean, <clears throat> they sell some good T-shirts. I keep looking at them and. I just know their, their saving grace is that not next year, but the year after they know they can bank on two consoles coming out. Right. And that sure. is going to help them a ton uh, in the short term. But at the same time, as we keep looking and seeing more people are buying digital games and, uh, you know, people when if you're telling them they can pre-order and preload. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Most people, I think, if you give them that, they're showing that they would rather take it. So I just, I don't know when it's going to happen for GameStop, but obviously, it's they've got to be very careful and very good with their how they spend and what they set up. Their versus, strategic planning yeah, for sure. Yeah, I think they can survive. Um, yeah, sure. And the company already- has dipped their toe into publishing game publishing. They've got what was it? Abzu was that their game? No, no, no. no it was Song um, of the Deep, Song yeah, which the was Deep. a it was a good game. And, and that's been about it. They didn't yeah. develop this game, but they're publishing, and it's been out on Steam for a while. But they're publishing in a physical physical form. Um, Bendy and the Ink Machine. Oh yeah. So you know they're dipping their toe, and if and and that's a trajectory they can go down, just becoming a games publisher. Yeah. And they don't even have to change their name. They're GameStop. Yeah. GameStop Publishing. So there's a way to survive. Hopefully. Hopefully. Some people might not be upset if that place went, though. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but speaking of survival. You know what I don't want to see leave, though? Or I was going to say a world without GameStop would be bad. But yeah, maybe that's better. Yeah. Would it, it would be bad. But, but but what, John? But a world without a Superman? Ooh. That's even worse. That's a tough one, John. Especially because I think... <clears throat> wait. I know he has you in it. <laughs> Rocksteady Studios, and we've all been wondering what they're working on, has confirmed it is not making a Superman game. Furthermore, the studio is planning to make no announcements on current projects at the Game Awards. Rocksteady co-founder and game director Sefton Hill released a tweet saying, looking forward to, quote, looking forward to, looking forward to the Game Awards this year. There you go. We're still hard at work in our development bunker, so don't expect an announcement from Rocksteady Games. When it's ready to show, you'll be the first to know. Spoiler, it's not Batman, uh, Superman. End quote. <clears throat> this comes yeah. from some sort of leak somewhere about a Superman game. Uh, there's so been it's rumors. got a, well, something leaked online. So like some, um, some online retailer or something. So it's possible that a game exists somewhere. Maybe it's, by someone. Maybe it's a Justice League game. Es posible. Yeah, which, I mean, that's not technically a Superman game. That's a Justice League game. Technically not. Um, Yeah, we all know they're working on something. It's painful, you know, because, and I I totally respect what they're doing, you know, announce when you're ready to announce. Don't just start leading us along, especially 
it's very likely at this point where they are in their development cycle that they might say, hey, let's just wait for the next gen instead of putting this out now because we can take advantage of so much more, right? And we can make this game so much more. Well, you know, this Superman game is definitely not the game we deserve. It's the game we need. <laughs> you crapped all over that one. I know. That was a, that was going to be the golden age. Mm. Um, but yeah, hopefully, hopefully it's something good. I mean, I'll take a Green Lantern game. I'll take a Flash game. I'll take an Aquaman game. What if they do a non-superhero game? They're capable, you know. I don't think. <laughs> I don't think that's going to happen. <laughs> are they owned by WB? I want to say they are. Hmm. I could be wrong. But there's so much money on that table, right? <laughs> Speaking of WB. <laughs> Speaking of the heroes we need, WB and everything else John has thrown out there for me. Uh, the hero we need. A new Batman game featuring the Court of Owls may just have been teased. Warner Bros. Montreal assistant producer Valerie Venzina tweeted a picture of a t-shirt featuring a logo that's extremely similar to that of the Court of Owls and pointedly redacted to the name of the game. <clears throat> Uh, this has led some to speculate that this is a new Batman game on the way. We already know that WB Montreal is working on a game set in the DC universe. Huh. Makes sense. Yeah. I like it. I'm, I'm wondering. There's too much money. Yeah, for sure. I'm wondering if it's going to be set in the Arkham world. I wonder if it's going to be Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> Or people will actually come out this time. Well, uh, <laughs> kind of like how they do in Spider-Man. They just walk around the city. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> you know, uh, come on, you can do it. it what was, are we doing? It was snowing a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People don't that. go out in the snow. <laughs> it does that in December, John. Hey, what are our PlayStation Plus and Xbox One uh, games with gold for the month, guys? I'm glad you asked. First up, we have Soma Boo. for PS4. I've wanted to play that. Of course you have. You should want to play it. From Everyone Everyone says that's a great game in VR because it's a horror game. Is it horror. a VR game? I, game believe, I believe it has a VR, VR ca- compatibility. Onrush. <laughs> <Yes. laughs> Boo. Actually, PS4. I heard that's a racing game or something. Steradin, which I might have completely typed something for it on the page. <laughs> I don't, I've never, that just doesn't seem right to read. Steinsgate yeah. on the PS3. Iconoclast on PS Vita. Crossby with PS4. Classic. Papers, please. Another classic. On PS Vita. Uh, but X- I don't really care about PlayStation Plus. I more care about Xbox Gold. So I would love for somebody to tell me about Xbox, Xbox games, games with, with gold. Gold, gold, gold. Uh, for Xbox One, Cube 2. That's available December 1 through December 31st. Never Alone, December 16th through January 15th. Race the Sun. We all will lose that race. November 16th to December 15th. Uh, from Xbox 360, you guys think, Chris? Okay. Dragon Age 2! <laughs> Dragon Age 2. That's a good one. December 1 through December 15th. And Mercenaries Playground of Destruction, December 16th through the 31st. Isn't Dragon Age 2 kind of the black sheep? It Although is, it is a good game, I know it's a... It is because you primarily just play as one character. And um, oh, you're for the most part, you're just in one region of the world as opposed to like traveling to various regions. So Wait, people, do you get to travel to regions in Requisition? Oh, yeah. Wait. Inquisition. Is it epic? 
Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, they're kind of like like little hub worlds, like big open like hub worlds that you go to. I really should play that game, huh? You should. <laughs> it's fun. It's free. I already I've, I own it on every system I have. <laughs> <laughs> Buying that this week. <laughs> <laughs> Buying it this week. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's good stuff, man. <laughs> hey, hey, guys. That moment right there. Uh-huh. Dare say epic. Oh, I see what he did there. E- epic peakage. Call me. <laughs> Stockton. Epic Games is bringing an online store. Oh, hey, they make Fortnite. Huh? They do. Hey, his head peaked up. They used to make Gears of War. <laughs> yeah, Did yeah, they? yeah. They made that game before they sold it to Microsoft. Wow. Yeah. Was that, that was a when, fun fact? Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> that was fun back when old alert. Clippy B ran that studio. Well, Epic Games has announced Tuesday the launch of the new online store on a Tuesday, which will have an eighty-eight to twelve percent split for developers. Epic know, has. What does that mean? <clears throat> I don't know, I don't know what means, it means either. That means I believe that whenever you sold something, no, they would take twelve percent, and oh. your developer would get eighty-eight percent. That's that's nice. good for the developer. I think that's better than the split you get Steam. from Steam. Steam hey, you know like the worst split in bowling. Seven ten. Seven ten split. Just putting that out there. Epic has said the service <laughs> will launch soon and include quote. A hand-curated set of games on PC and Mac and will open up more broadly to additional games and other open platforms throughout 2019. As a developer ourselves, we have always wanted a platform with great economics that connects us directly with our players. Thanks to the success of Fortnite, we now have this and are ready to share it with other developers." According to Epic, the intent of the store is to bring together players, developers, and content creators kumbaya my non-denominational higher being right now it makes sense yeah, that's better um because think about it, like if, if, if fortnite is like a machine for them now profit think of like all the adver- advertisement and like cross you know i guess synchronization they can do between things that maybe are exclusive to the epic mm-hmm. store like for hey small developer Come put your game exclusively on us for for PC, and we will make sure that there's a skin for your game in Fortnite. And now all of a sudden, every developer wants to go to you, or a number of developers might want to go to you, especially if they're up and coming. And if you're Epic, you don't have to worry about the fact there might be a bunch of, I don't know, subpar games because all it takes is one diamond in the rough, and you can promote that. And once people see just how much money they could make, in theory through these deals, uh, it, it opens up more and more people coming in. So that's cool. Um, we'll see how it does. Of course, steam is the king of PC, but they're not the first studio to try this. And it makes a lot of sense. I think that was good. Right. It was was epic. It was epic. Yeah. It was so epic that we should, uh, have a question asked by you on what do we like to do? And would we like to do certain things? What about organic flow and stuff? We're done. I'm forcing the issue now. I know. <laughs> you guys want to wrap this up? Is, wait, that's, that wasn't the question. I said, yeah. I'm, I'm just kidding. That was the question. Yeah. You should nickname this episode the Quickie. Why? I can't do that. We're going to, it's not going to be, because look at where we're at now. 
Um, one thirty one twenty five six seven. We're, we got the the emails. To right? be fair, to be it's fair, seven thirty. To be fair, we've gone we're doing really good. We have gone long the last two weeks. Yeah, yeah. we're still good. <laughs> and we're we're, st- we're still at two hours. Watch that day. Okay, uh, you guys want to wrap this up? Never. If you want to write your thoughts and opinions in, you can do so by writing us at weeklygameschat at gmail.com. That's weeklygameschat at gmail.com. Just like, um, well, oof. Uh, we, uh, you know, sometimes you strike out. Yeah. Did you check the junk folders? I did. I did. Uh, did you? Uh, hold on. I'll give it one last uh, peek. Maybe, maybe someone was waiting to blow their load. What? 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 Their emails. That's a negative. A big negative. <laughs> Nothing in this week. So, uh, hey, yeah, if you want to write your thoughts in next week, uh, we'd appreciate it. Hey, anything on Facebook? We did get something on Facebook, which you can find us. Weekly yeah. Game Chat at Weekly Game Chat on Facebook. Just Facebook.com slash weekly. People know how that works, Chris. I don't know. Um, <laughs> this was a good one, though. Uh, Josh. Oh, that's so. He, he wrote us on Facebook. That is. That is epic. Yeah, this is good. Hold on. Gotta turn and read this one. He says, What's up, everybody? So, Josh. It's. Oh, wait. Let me expand this so I can already see the uh, full text of the post. That would be. Oh, that's nice. That's nice. Yeah, Yeah, it helps, right? Um, It's been a long while since I wrote You Hobbits. Just wanted to say thank you for your game suggestions for the Switch. So far, I've played Mario, Mario Odyssey. I loved it. That's, that's my favorite Switch game. It's legit. Mario Kart and Mario Plus Rabbids. It's hilarious and fun to play, he says. Can't wait to get my hands on Smash Bros. Ultimate. You and me both, Josh. You and me both. On to my question. Since it's Christmas time, uh, what Christmas do you, time is here. What do you orcs want for Christmas this year? A teddy bear or Chris to dress up as Santa, Santa Gandalf saying, You! You shall not open your presents till Christmas. That's a lot longer than the. You shall not. Bring me wooden oil. Can I get something about Mary or something? It comes in pints. (laughs) I'm getting one. What about second breakfasts? What about the (laughs) Levensies? God. Lunch, dinner, supper. <laughs> you have to toss me. That's I kind of make the jump. Oh, in the uh Don't the, tell the elf. <laughs> Don't forget about his question. Oh yeah. Oh. Uh anyways, thank you guys for giving us a joy or giving us joy to your podcast and have a Merry Christmas, you filthy animals. That's a that would be a uh, diehard quote because everyone knows Mm-mm. diehard is no. the greatest. No. Oh, no. Dang oh, it. wow. Run into a I'm wall. I'm sorry. A Home Alone quote because, oh uh, which was the name? He yeah. Just, whoa. He went What's the fake home- movie within Home Alone that they say he, that one? Uh, Angels with Filthy Souls. Thank you. Because it is the, a fake movie. He did the whole. Yeah. Mary, making a point. See, Home Alone is a Christmas movie. Yeah. Like Die, Die Hard. Hard is not. It is. Kevin! <laughs> Kevin! <laughs> <laughs> 
I feel like Eugene Levy should have been the dad in that movie no. instead of him. No. If you know the history of Catherine O'Hara, you would understand that. At one point, she would have. She would have. I would. <laughs> mean Kevin's mom. Oh yeah. <laughs> Kevin's mom. Um, Over the years, I've gotten some pretty cool games for Christmas that I didn't really know I wanted. Mm-hmm. Are you? Well, are you going into answer mode? Yeah. Okay. Like in my stocking one year, I found Dishonored. That is true. And love that. Now it's one of my favorite series of all time. For Christmas a couple of years ago, I got uh, Disney Infinity 3.0, which as Sean can attest, we both love that game very much. But I don't know what I want. I attest. <laughs> he attests. <laughs> um, I, I don't know if he's speaking in general terms, like what do you want for Christmas? No, or I know. I'm just... If it's games, I... I would like tickets to the national championship because we win. <laughs> it, I don't. Along know. with tickets to I, I uh, San what Francisco. I what I want for Christmas is to basically just. Uh, um, I love giving gifts more than getting gifts. The older I get, so I want to make sure that I, I really find something everybody I care about that I'm well, buying a gift Sean, for. Well, Sean, I would like tickets to the national championship. I, I don't care about you that much. And uh, ouch. ouch. <laughs> <laughs> I want the president of THQ Nordic to call me personally and thank me for being that person that hey, bought their game. Can we stop that, though? Yeah, she's worked up. Ping, ping, stop. Hey, come here. Come here. Come here. 734. <laughs> yeah, it is. All right, so. Uh, she just loves Is there anything she's I want like, well, I want to battle someone. Sure. There's some new shoes I want. I always want more DJ stuff. In reality, I'd like to say that there is something I want, but honestly, in my family, we're kind of minimalist and just to the point. So I will get what I always get, and I'm totally fine with it, which is a nice check from my parents. And at some point, uh, I will spend it on something I need, and I'm fine with that. Yeah, indeed. Can I tell Actually, you I think this year I'm going to use it to buy tickets to Shaky Knees Festival. Can I tell you something that's going to make you sad? Hmm. I had a Christmas present lined up for you. Oh, ouch, that hurts. I got it a few months ago. Oh, really? What'd you do? Um, did I put you it, burn I, it? I, no, I, no, I put it on, Burgess I did. put it on, I put it on my, you can't have this. <laughs> I put it on my bookshelf and it was sitting on top of an autographed baseball of, uh, Yogi Berra. I got autographed. That would not be something I'd want. Okay. No, I know that. I know that. From Yogi Berra, by the way. Sitting on top. Of it was a baseball signed by Cal Ripken Jr. I would totally taken that. Apparently, somebody walked too hard, or a dog bumped into the bookshelf and it fell off. Oh, uh-huh. without even knowing it fell off, and hmm. one you can't of our find dog. It? No. Oh, we found it. Oh, <laughs> someone had a good time. Somebody had a good time with that ball. I would say um, I'm shocked, but I've lost a, a pair of sandals at your house watching your dog, so I'm not <laughs> surprised at all. I remember- Socks. Yeah, I came. But that I, was intended to be for you. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah. So I will get you um, something that Penny will destroy. I, I, will, <laughs> I got you a a baseball signed by Kurt Gibson, <laughs> but Penny ate it. Sorry, <laughs> that's probably not worth very much. Yeah, to you, it would be. it's got a broken leg. <laughs> Who's Kurt Gibson? He hit the home run off Dennis Eckersley for the Dodgers in like yeah, nineteen eighty. Old hurt, broken leg. Number 23, old, old Gippy Gipperson. You are so attractive right now. <laughs> you, man. If you want, I could get you a Kendrick Lamar album. <laughs> I got a couple Sit of Sit down. Yeah. Be humble. Is, someone is checking out. 
Usually it, it's John it's that checks out we, first, we, but this week it's you Aiden. Need to, you need to slow your roll. Enhance your calmness, sir. Well, Aiden, when he's here, reminds me of how annoying it is to check out. Yeah. So he keeps me in check. Hey, Thanks, uh, Aiden. Hey, yeah, we're on Twitter. Yeah. Uh, uh, at uh, let's go ahead and click on this one. Oh no, not that one, guys! I got a big thumb. Um, at uh, Perchik Kerchak, um, in response to our episode listing that we had BKN last week for Pokemon, let's go Pikachu slash, slash Eevee. Shout out again to BK. Um, yeah, a BK Jackson episode. Shell yeah. <laughs> so that was nice. Um, at David underscore McClendon, there was a 82 year old gamer who loved Skyrim, and there was a, p- a petition for her to be put in Elder Scrolls Six. That's Ooh. ES Six, right? Um, and there was a pet- petition that we got added in, so um, we might need to spread the word to get her in in that game some kind of way. Uh, let me scroll up because there is some more. Possibly. Oh yeah, I, this is something we didn't talk about, um, but Netflix canceled Daredevil after the third season, Boom. and uh, that kind of sucked because people a lot of people, angry. people were saying that was good. But I've talked to some people in the know, and there's bigger plans for for these these series, these characters, like the people from uh, Daredevil and um, what's the other show with the girl, Jessica Jones. They they they're the kind of tweets and, and conversations they're having is. I'm going to miss working with the staff, not the people of the show. Yeah. Because there's a thing going on. Okay. That's the rumor. And that's, that's for another podcast and other stuff, but a good old weights fan. Yeah. You know that guy. I do. That's your boy. Yeah. Uh, He says sucks. Season three was really good. So yeah, the consensus out there is wow. That just seems weird. Um, John has somebody on his side. I'm assuming it has to do with, I don't know. Things, uh, Blizzard events. I don't know. Never heard of it. Um, but at Mario and Lando says, uh, at weekly games chat, I'm on your side, John and prayer, <laughs> prayer hands. Thank you. So prayer hands. you got some money out there. Uh, that same David, uh, from earlier said, love them or hate them. Uh, Bama was amazing tonight. That was the night of the SEC championship game. Hate him. It was amazing. So, so happy for Hertz who got some redemption. <clears throat> Kind of wish Georgia would have won to cause mayhem in the top four, but glad for Saban and Hurts. Uh, now all I want is for Oklahoma to get smashed by an SEC team, as any team will do. You know, you know, it's probably the most happy of that result had to be the playoff committee. Playoffs, because the last thing they wanted no. was to be in the, that position. I, I heard that they 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 really put Georgia at four. Mm-hmm. To have them beat to kind of get them out the way. No, no, no. I mean, like if Georgia had won the game. Oh, they, that, yeah. That would have sucked. Yeah. Because then sure. that would have been the first time that they had to be like, hey, here's two teams that played head to head. And we, someone lost and like maybe kicking out two conference, one loss champions. Over. Had we beaten Alabama for the SEC title and we didn't get to the playoffs, I wouldn't have cared. Mm-hmm. No, but you would have. You would no, not, not cared. I, 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 but you would have got in the playoffs. 100% sure. Oh, oh yeah. I, and I disagree. I think Alabama would have gotten in the playoffs. No, 100%. y'all were number. No, you, you were, were number four, wrong. so they would have at least moved you above us. That that's based on a rationale that for some reason they shouldn't have been voted into the playoffs last year. That's no, no, why. no, because uh, you you're vote, the SEC champion. But you vote on who the best team is. Correct, but you they have a this whole win your conference is not a thing. No, there there's a there's a standard. Basically, they have a thing with the college football playoffs where the if you want to rank a team. Above, if you think they are distinctively better, no matter what, right? 
against another team, you can then say, hey, we don't have to look at anything else. We distinctively think this team is way better than this other team. We're putting them above them, right? But the moment that there's any question of it, they have to start going down a list of certain protocols. Like one is championship, one is head-to-head, then common opponents and things like that. And if you look at that, there's no way anyone after that game, Saturday of Georgia had won, was said, oh, yes, Alabama is distinctively better. Dude, they were still trying Georgia. to put Georgia yeah. in even though they lost. Exactly. That's how good they look. Georgia probably would have gone to number three. Or two. Yeah, and then it would have been a question of what are they going to do with Notre Dame and Alabama and all these other teams. I think they probably would have said, sorry, Alabama, um, just because. Mm-hmm. A lot of people going in that game said, yeah. Even if Bama lost, they still go in. I, I Who knows? First for a long it's time. all in the past. Let's just move yeah. on, huh? I don't know. Um at Hell Teacher Loki uh <laughs> says at weekly games chat, Finn Reese is the shorter term for Finn Reese Sulfur, the Norse name for Finn Rear. Mm-hmm. Um I felt like I needed to chime in as it is what I use on as my online persona, um, which if you look at his Twitter stuff, that's all tied in. So that's he always has great knowledge. Um, a while back, I think I gave shot out a shot out on Twitter to somebody who followed us by the name of Nelly point zero. Um, the rapper? No, I, I mean, I don't think so. Uh, but Nelly point zero DM'd us and said, check out my YouTube channel, which is again, Nelly point and zero or, or the letter O. Um, and it looks like from that channel, they play Fortnite and black ops Four a lot. And they've got, over 500 subscribers, so go be one with them. Thanks for listening again, mm-hmm. Nelly. Mm-hmm. Um, and at Hey Skeeter 287, uh, he says, Hi Skeeter. Um, thank y'all for making the week that much more bearable. I look forward to your next episode. Smiley with cool glasses. And you know what I said? I said, thank you. Sure. And to everyone who feels the same way, thank you. There you go. We appreciate it. I'm going to see if anybody new followed us so we can say, what's up? You know what Ariana Grande would say? Next. <laughs> um, <laughs> at old Alberco, um, dad, husband, and gamer for life. Thank you for the follow, following you back. At Ben Miller. There's a bunch, a bunch of ends there. Oh, okay. That's why I, was I like, that. I was like, big Chicago Bears fan. Bear down, they say. Thank you for the follow. Say? I know they said that. I was follow, like, go Bears. <laughs> follow you back. And at, uh, at Bear244 Bo. Thank you for the follow, following you back. And Chris is going to tell you once again, if you'd like to be a part of the uh, Twitter conversation, how to do so. You can do that by following us at Weekly Game Chat on either Facebook or Twitter. Those are the social night sites that we use. Maybe one day we'll do an Instagram. I was thinking about that. Yeah, we should, we should probably do that. But that requires pictures and visuals of us, Chris. We have pictures of the episode. <laughs> You John, take pictures of things. You can post them on there. Well, I don't put our faces. Those out would there a not lot. be appropriate. Yeah. That's oh, true. what? But mm. did we tell them we podcast in the nude? Wrap it up, Chris. <laughs> um, before we do wrap it up, I did want to say there was a pretty tragic but important thing that happened this week, and that was the passing of the forty-first president. Uh, Forty-one. Yep, old George H.W. Bush. <clears throat> um, I he was the first president I remember as far as existence, right? Because I Consciously? was, yeah, like I was, I was five when he got elected. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I, Reagan was president, but yeah, he's the first one I ever recall being president. I remember, I think I remember Reagan first and I definitely remember George I remember Bush. Reagan. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
And I will say this. I've, I've lived through, I guess we're now on the fourth Republican president since I've been alive. Um, I really don't remember. As I said, Reagan, he's always been my favorite of those. I think he will be for a very long time because he's kind of part of that greatest generation and he embodies everything about it. So it reminds me a lot of my grandfather and his sacrifices in world war two. Um, but yeah, he is a great role model, uh, for kids and people everywhere. I highly suggest you check out his memoirs. If you haven't, you learn a lot. He's lived a very, very prestigious, uh, well, not, not just prestigious, but also very noble life of service. I, uh, it's um, if you pay attention to politics, you are very aware that the Bush family, particularly George H. W. Bush, came out very critical of our current president when he was running. Um, and I have a friend who's a kind of a staunch Trumper, and he was just bashing George H. W. Bush. And I said, John, I'm sorry, I shouldn't have said his name. I said, Look, man, you know if if you volunteer lie about your age, volunteer for the Navy, become a pilot, get Youngest. shot down, and fly 50 combat missions, you can say whatever the heck you want. Exactly. Period. End of story. Shut your pie hole. With that said, may he rest in heavenly peace. He loved his family. I think, you know, regardless of anyone's legacy, what they do in their life as far yeah. as professionally, I still think that the greatest legacy you leave are your children and your family. Mm -hmm. Because that's what has ultimately the biggest impact. But as far as his public life and his private life, he succeeded in both. And mm -hmm. it's not common for people to succeed both privately and publicly. That's true. You want you often have to sacrifice one or the other. You can't always be a Sean. Yeah. <laughs> there's there's very few people that have his exposure, but then also have the relationship he had with Barbara. And that's that's the one like, you know, I guess the silver lining, as they say, is like, you know, Barbara died earlier this year and you see these people who lived for 50, 60 years with one person that they truly love. Yeah. And whenever that loved one leaves, you, you just know they're ready to leave too. They're ready to move on. Um, yeah. So I, I take solace in the fact that those two are back together somewhere. And uh, that's awesome. But uh, until next time, this has been episode 182, I think. Yeah, pretty sure it's 182. Getting close, getting close, <laughs> getting close. Uh, if you like the show, subscribe to us on iTunes, wherever podcast service you use, and you will get a new episode just like this one every Wednesday. I'll tell you right now, next week, we're going to blow some stuff up. Lots of stuff up in Just Cause. Uh, teaser. Uh, <laughs> if you're there and you like the show a lot, drop us a rating or a review. Helps people find the show. I won't say the usual spiel because Sean hates it. Um, <laughs> Sean's a B word. <laughs> You're a D. Uh, but until next time, I will simply say game on Sean. Game on Chris. Game on John. Game on Chris and Sean. Game on Johnny Bear. See, you thought we were going to drag this out. You thought this was going to go to. It's 10 minutes short of two hours. That's like a 20% drop. That's not. Drop? <laughs> But your mom's box. Peace out, everybody. Thug life. <laughs> <laughs> Click. Click.